Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's November 25th, it's 2022. 13-game NBA slate here for Black Friday. A lot of people out shopping. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, joined today by TJ. TJ, your Thanksgiving was like a month ago, but uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I got to watch football all day. And because I'm here in Canada, that meant, well, everybody else was celebrating Thanksgiving at RG. I just got to scoop up all the content today. And so that was nice. Uh, and I'm ready for this Friday NBA slate. You know, being on this show with you today, Stevie, I think it has inspired me because yeah, it may not be the day because I'm also on crunch time and I got the FanDuel Friday show. And as you know, I'm primarily a FanDuel player, but it hasn't really been going my way that much for NBA this year. I've liked my plays, my plays on the crunch time and on the shows that doing content have been strong, but my lineups haven't been great. And I like MMEing, but it's just such a lucrative commitment to MME on FanDuel when you're not allowed to play anything below $3 and you got to do these $7 contests if you want to MME. And so I think it might be time to start trying my hand at playing a lot more lineups over on DraftKings where I'm allowed to enter any contest I want. There you go. Um, you know, we talk more the mostly DraftKings, so... You know. And I, if I'm playing the I'm playing the morning grind game with DK, we use DraftKings pricing for most of this. It might be it might be time for me to for me to dive in a little bit. There you go. I don't know how they just reversed that touchdown, but they did. Um, totally blows like my to mind. I, I agree Smith with Hunter and... Henry, like throwing his hands up in the air because I mean that was was an awesome catch. Um, so anyway, hope everyone's enjoying football. Um, listen, NBA. Finally went well for me on Wednesday, so I'm hoping to roll that into some good NBA on Friday. Um, Steven Smith in chat says, TJ, how about my Jefferson call this morning? So I don't know if you were doing some NFL calling or talking yeah, to the NFL, but, you know, there you go. Jefferson picks doing well. I felt good with my digs, too. He ended up picking that up in the second half and having a really good game. So 
not mad about having digs, but yeah, Jefferson's having a great game. And we, uh, we played, uh, we, we had a, Dre and I ran pretty hot on the NFL pre-lock show today with our picks talking about going cheap at receiver with Isaiah McKenzie, Richie James, DJ Chark, and all of those, uh, all of those hit. We talked about playing, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott at running back is our favorite tournament player running back today. So good picks thrown out to, for NFL, and hopefully we can do the same thing for NBA. My highest known player for NFL was St. Brown, so my teams are looking pretty good. Um, I have a lot of Mac Jones. I was talking to you about a pre-show. I really wanted that touchdown to stick just to give him another touchdown. So we'll see how it works out, but let's get into some hoops. We have a lot to talk about today. If you haven't already, make sure you head over to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Chat is open during these shows. We're live Monday or Sunday night through Thursday night, really, because we record the night before. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, I always tweet it out as well. And uh, yeah, subscribe, like the videos, do all that fun YouTube stuff. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, let's get into some hoops. We get started here with Philadelphia at Orlando facing my Orlando Magic. 217 total the magic three-point favorite here um and bead remains out for philadelphia maxi's out tybel's out springer's out harden's out on the magic side anthony's out fultz is out isaac's out and we have two question marks here with wendell carter jr and okiki let's start with philadelphia no harden no Embiid. this is the same story we've had here for the last couple of games what are your thoughts on philly Love Melton, love Shake Milton, like Tobias Harris. I just, he's fine. I don't know how much Tobias Harris I'll get to. I never really feel like he's got a, too big of a ceiling. Paul Reed's price has come up to the point that I think he's still playable, but not the just absolute smash that he was before. I think he is still a strong play, but not somebody that like you absolutely must have in your lineup. Um, on FanDuel, he's up over six, he's up at 6K now, so he gets a little bit tougher to play. These guys are kind of priced up for the situation, so I still really like the Anthony Melton, still like Shake Milton, but outside of that, none of these guys are uh, super exciting. Prices have caught up. You, you know, you nailed it. I, I, th- I think that Paul Reed on, on DraftKings is probably still very playable, but he's likely going to be popular at 4,800. He's a center-only play. It's a 13-game slate. I don't hate the idea of being different with him um, over there on DK. FanDuel at 6K, no way. Um, if he was guaranteed 30-plus minutes maybe, but I just don't see myself um, getting there. Milton's 6K, he has some upside. He's someone that can get a double-double with assists and points. Uh, Melton at 8,200 is just too much for me. I'm out. Uh, love the matchup against my, my Orlando Magic. Um defensively the the magic are beatable they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league so i mean that's always fantastic but i mean philly and orlando both tend to play pretty slow both bottom 10 in pace so it's not like this it's a smash spot by any means with the pace game so on the orlando magic side i think the biggest news here is paulo is not on the injury report set to rejoin the starting lineup here it sounds like for the magic so I mean, that's huge news because that, that kind of hurts Mo Bamba, I think, the most. I think Boyle Boyle, like, he's 7,200 now, so we're probably not playing him even if Wendell Carter Jr. does not play. But 
what are your thoughts here on the magic with uh, Paulo expected to play? Um, I think we're obviously going to be looking for a minutes restriction announcement, but what are your thoughts on the magic? Don't think I need to play a single player from the magic today going up against Philly. Like you said, it's going to be a slow game. I don't, I'm not really interested in game stacking. I'm just going to play maybe like one Philly player max in a lineup. These guys have also been priced up for the situation without Banjero. And so now with him back, we're not sure how many minutes he's going to play. I don't think I want to play any of them. I still think you could take some tournament shots on like Jalen Suggs for Orlando at 6,700. I think Paulo being back doesn't really hurt him. I, th- I still think he's going to get double digit shot attempts. Might get a few easier like assists now. Um, Suggs at 6,700 I don't think is the, the craziest idea. With, I mean, so many guards out. Uh, moving on. We got Portland at New York facing the Knicks. 222 total here. Knicks, a four and a half point favorite on the Portland side. Lillard is out. Um, Johnson's out. And Eubanks is questionable. I think I'm missing someone. Um, Johnson and Peyton are out. Um, so on the Knicks side of things, Reddish, Robinson and Rose are all questionable, so we'll be paying attention to that throughout the day. What are your thoughts here on the Trailblazers? Anthony Simons is going to be one of my favorite plays on the slate, I think. His price is coming down, 7,600. No Damian Lillard. Knicks give up a bunch of three-pointers. I'm all about Anthony Simons today. I think he has a phenomenal price on DraftKings, on FanDuel. I still like him as a tournament play. Um Jeremy Grant is somewhat interesting. Justice Winslow is interesting on DraftKings if he starts. Um, I think he becomes a very solid play if he's in the starting lineup. Um, but Simons is going to be one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Nick's not a good defensive team. I think they're going to try to push the pace in this game as well, which I really think benefits Portland just in general. So I think Simons is interesting. Grant is interesting in this spot as well. Um, he's 7,100. I think he has 40-plus point upside in this matchup. Um, I don't think I'm playing a lot of like Simons and Hart together, but if you don't want to play Simons and you want to get different with Hart, I don't hate that idea. Uh, and then on the cheaper end of things, I mean, Justice Winslow, if he's going to get 25 plus minutes at 4,100, I think he's just in the conversation as a value play for night before talking. Um, you know, we'll see what kind of value opens up throughout the day because it's the NBA. Uh, the Knicks on the other side of this game, Randall 84, Brunson 73, Barrett 63. They're all kind of where they should be. Am I missing anything here with the Knicks? I think Brunson still has a ceiling at $7,300. He's kind of the one guy I see at that price and go, well, he's got a 50-point ceiling, and at that price, that can be huge. And so I'm interested in Brunson in tournaments, but that would be about it. I mean, the shot attempts have been up. He's definitely taken more of a a higher usage role here recently. So, I mean, if that continues, like you said, uh, the upside is there. Want to see Reddish out, I think. Probably want to see Rose out too. But, I mean, 29, 36, 24, 24, 31% usage in the last five games for Brunson. So, if Reddish sits again, I think that's when I become interested in Brunson. So, pay attention to that injury report there Sacramento at Boston 235 and a half total in this game Boston a seven and a half point favorite Kings are good Boston's good outside of Gallo and Williams who's been out um I think all season so start here with uh Sacramento 
interesting slate, TJ. Like East Coast wise, we have one seven o'clock game, one seven thirty game, and then a ton of eight o'clock games. Um, so make sure if you're playing on DraftKings or FanDuel, make sure you're setting your lineup up the right way um, and not putting like a seven o'clock player in a utility spot and messing you up for the rest of the night. So just throw the nod out there. What are your thoughts here on the Kings? With a game with this high of a total, I feel like I should kind of like everybody more than I do, but I kind of just feel like Fox and Sabonis are interesting for tournaments, but not huge targets. Malik Monk is a potential salary saver for tournaments. If you're running 150, Terrence Davis maybe is. But none of these guys are super interesting for me. I mean, Boston is a middle of the road defensive team. You know, they started the season pretty bad. They've obviously been playing better on defense here recently. This game just screams back and forth up and down. I think like game stack wise, there's some interest in this game. Barnes is someone like if you're not game stacking and you just want to look at someone that has some solid upside under six K, I think Barnes would be that person. Um, I mean, Fox and Sabonis both have ceilings. Fox is someone that can go for 60-plus fantasy points in any game. I don't think Sabonis' ceiling is as high most of the time, but he's another guy that can go for 60-plus. So large field tournaments, I think if you want to game stack this game, I mean, the Boston side is fantastic. Like, I know Tatum's expensive at 10-8, but the Kings are not a good defensive team. They play fast. This is going to be a, a Kings team trying to push the pace. So I think Tatum is interesting. Um, I don't even hate Brown. Outside of that, I mean, it gets it gets tough. Um, I mean, Grant Williams is going to have that game eventually. I keep saying it, but what are your thoughts here on the Celtics? Tatum and Brown individually, I like a lot. And everybody else, I feel like, is just priced to a point. Like, they're priced appropriately, and I don't feel like I really need to go there because they've had some guys missing some time. And so Tatum still has a huge ceiling and he's a great play. Brown has a huge ceiling and he's a great play, but those are the only two I'm interested in. Game stack is very playable here. Just saying like this, this game has all the potential to win you a tournament. So uh, it's an expensive game stack, but I think the game stack is very playable in this one. Washington at Miami two twelve total in this game. Miami, a four point favorite Beal is questionable. Davis is questionable. Hachimura is questionable. Wright remains out. Morris is questionable on the Miami side. Butler Oladipo out. Trust and Robinson doubtful Deadman and hero questionable. Um, so a lot of news in this one. You, if you pull up, um, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings, there's a ton of red, um, uh, for injuries here. So let's start here with Washington. Obviously, it's tough knowing um, whether or not like Beal is going to play or not. Um, he changes everything if he's in or out. You know, we saw 27 shot attempts from Kuzma the other night. We talked about it on the podcast. It's like Kuzma's going to shoot 30 times jokingly, shot 27 times. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Washington? If everybody's in, I don't really have any interest. If Beal and Morris are both out, then Kuzma, Porzingis, Avdia, Gord, Goodwin. I'm interested in all of them, and I think they're all very strong players. If Beal sits again, I'm going back to the well on Corey Casper. I talked about him the other day. Played 39 minutes and just had a bad game. Still, I mean, I'm going right back to it. I, I think the minutes are still going to be there, especially if Morris doesn't play. Um, just someone that I want to throw out there to watch as far as like news is concerned here. 
The Miami side, I mean, if Hero plays, 8K is a lot, but I don't know if that's too crazy here. What are your thoughts on Miami? Yeah, I agree with you. As I was kind of in the late swap madness the other night, I ended up with Hero as a last piece in my lineup, and I wish I would have gone with somebody else because he kind of disappointed for me. But with all these Q tags, it's kind of tough to know the night before. It's a similar situation to Washington. If everybody's in, I think the only person I'm really going to have any interest in is Bam Adebayo. If, if all of a sudden we see the Bams, the Harrows, the Struces, and Vincents all happen to be out – then I'm all of a sudden very interested in Nikola Jovic, Kyle Lowry. Caleb Martin has been priced up where I don't think I'd really get there, but uh, Jovic and Lowry would really be the pri- uh, um, priorities for me. And somebody like a Jamal Kane even would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is all going to depend on who's in and who's out for Miami. It could open up a lot of minutes. Um, so pay attention to this one for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... I've been watching the minutes of like this Jamal Kane guy. I don't know if this is the right slate because it's such a monster slate, but if we get Miami on like a small slate over the weekend or something, um, just mentioning Jamal Kane for that reason. Chicago at OKC taking on the Thunder. 234.5 total here. The Bulls, a one and a half point favorite. Ball is out. Dragic is doubtful. Muscala out for the Thunder. Pretty much two teams at, I mean, close to full strength. Um, what are your thoughts here on Chicago Bulls? I like this team a lot tonight. I'm very interested in DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, even a little bit of Nick Vucevic, but more so uh, Levine and DeRozan, in particularly Zach Levine. Um, over on FanDuel, he has just been so, so cheap. And coming off a nice thank- little Thanksgiving rest, I, I, I really like Zach Levine in this spot. And uh, DeRozan showed last game he still has a huge ceiling randomly at times. But uh, where, where he's up above 8K at both sites, I think I'd rather play a 7-1 Zach Levine on DraftKings and a 6-9 Zach Levine on FanDuel. I like the Levine call. Um, I don't know how much DeRozan I get to on DK8100. I think Vooch is very interesting. This game projects as the fastest paced game on the slate. Um, amazing spot for the Chicago Bulls going into the OKC. They play extremely fast. They're not good defensively. So I think Vooch, Levine, depending on the value that we get, I say this every day it feels like, but Patrick Williams is 4,200. He's someone that's consistently putting up 24 to 28 fantasy points. He really just depends on the value plays on the slate. Um but I like to throw him out there just because he is someone that has been kind of consistent. Low-key, Alex Caruso has been playing really strong minutes here recently. I just – he really hasn't done much with them. So just want to point that out as well. Uh, the Thunder side, I know we know this offense just kind of runs through SGA. You know, 60-plus fantasy points in the overtime. Lost the other night to Denver. Was really sweating. His, like, he had 29 points like six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and I had over 29 and a half. So it was like, I was sweating that for, and he didn't get it until overtime. It was really weird. But um, what are your thoughts here on the thunder? Love SGA like Josh Giddy. I think both of them are strong plays today, but SGA um, he's one of my top spend ups on the board. If not my favorite spend up on the board. 
Dort over like double digit shot attempts for Dort in five of the last six games. He's 5,400. If you got that like hot shooting night and he put up 20 actual points, he, he's someone that could potentially pay off this price tag. Um, Poku came back the other night and played 29 minutes. He's 5K. This is a matchup where they're going to need his size. Um, so I don't even hate him in this spot, but SGA main play. Um, game stackable for sure. Very fast paced game. If uh, the Thunder can keep this game close, which they've done a really good job of this season. So, New Orleans at Memphis, 228.5 total. We get a lot of uh, really good totals on this slate, a lot of good games to target. Memphis, a two point favorite. Little McCollum out for New Orleans. Murphy questionable on the Memphis side. Um, Bain, Green out. Concher and Aldama questionable. Starting here with the Pelican side of things, what do you like here for New Orleans? This is where the slate starts heating up, getting a little spicy. Until now, there's been plays like DeAnthony Melton and Anthony Simons that it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I like these guys. I, I'm, I'd consider them in tournaments. If I'm playing 150, I'll get overweight. And but Shy Gilgis Alexander, I like Zach Levine. I don't mind. But this is the first game that I'm like, yeah, I really want to game sack this one. CJ McCollum out Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, I think are both phenomenal plays. Jose Alvarado, one of the top value plays on the slates, as long as he's starting again, I think Jonas Valanciunas is interesting going up against Steven Adams. I don't care if it's a good defensive center or not. All I care about with Jonas Valanciunas is, will he get minutes? Does the other team have a big guy and Steven Adams does and Memphis does in Steven Adams. And so, I'm all I'm on all aboard the JV train, especially on FanDuel, where he is 5.6k. He's got legit 10x upside over there, and so um, JV on FanDuel and Alvarado on DK are two of my favorite plays on the, the each individual slate. And then uh, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram as well are two of my favorite mid-tier tournament payup options today. I think Devontae Graham is the best point per dollar play in the slate. With no CJ McCollum, with Alvarado moving to the starting lineup, Graham is someone that can get 26 plus minutes here, and he's getting all the usage with the second unit. Um, him and, and him and Larry Nance. So Devontae Graham's 3500 and can go 10x. Like he can go 10x here at 3500. So I don't mind playing Alvarado and Graham together just because they're so cheap, and they, they don't really negative correlate with each other alvarado is going to move into the starting lineup and graham's going to be someone that's going to get plenty of minutes um with the second unit and have the usage so i think both of these guys under 4k just set up as awesome value plays today ingram and i think um, also somewhat possible they could both close oh yeah I, I mean there's a chance that herb jones doesn't close right like they or or valentunas doesn't close um so We'll see if this game goes small and Zion plays the five against like Triple J to close the game and Adams and Valanciunas come off the floor and we see both teams kind of go small. So um, I think there's a ton of potential with both of these guys under 4K. I mean, Zion is someone that's capable of monster games. It's all about minutes for him. We saw him get four-minute increase the other night. So if he gets that same type of increase here, we're looking at 30-plus minutes. I would prefer him over Ingram at $200 cheaper but don't hate either one of them, but love the value plays here that new Orleans offers uh, with no CJ McCollum. And then on the Memphis side of things, like 
you know, you mentioned game stacking this game. How much? I I just don't see John Moran getting a ton of ownership today. Um, over 10K. If I'm looking at these like cheap under 4K guys on the New Orleans side, I think John Morant. I think Triple J talked about him the other day. He put up 40 fantasy points. His minutes are concerning at 6,800, but if he's going to get 27 to 29 minutes, if he gets a couple more minutes here, um, he's just so he's, his usage is so high. Yeah, I don't mind Triple J today at all. I love John Morant in tournaments. Um, oh, this whole game, I just absolutely adore. I'm with you. We take the value on one side. We uh, pick one of the payoff options and Zion and Ingram. Play yourself some Alvarado and uh, Devontae Graham. Run it back with John Morant on the other side. You got the options of triple j and dylan brooks out there as well um i like these guys quite a bit if john conchar is out santi aldama is out all of a sudden i think we can really look hard at guys like uh brandon clark um and just kind of see who else i'm gonna have to look at the projections if we get all these guys out we may have a lot of super cheap kind of unknown value and so i'd kind of want to see how uh, our projections team shakes that out one, but Memphis is definitely a team to potentially keep an eye out for value as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be like Jake, La, was it Lar, Larvia or whatever? Larivia. Yeah. Like he could potentially get minutes, but he's not a huge usage guy. It could just mean more potential shots for like triple J and Dylan Brooks and John Morant type of things. That's what we've seen in the past with Memphis. Like, usage kind of funnels through three or four of these guys so and maybe it means triple j ends up squeaking out 29 30 minutes oh man if he could if he cracks that 30 minute mark he's just he's so uberly talented um he's he can fill up the stat sheet in so many different ways that he just has to be in the conversation um if he's getting 30 30 plus minutes so and get on it early i, I mean we talked about it on the podcast the other day like just because he's kind of playing in that like 25 to 27 minute mark doesn't mean that you can't jump on it early and kind of take advantage of it. Cleveland at Milwaukee taking on the Bucks, 216 and a half total here. Bucks a three point favorite. Levert, Love, Rubio, Windler out. Ingles and Middleton remain out for Milwaukee. Um, not really questionable here as far as like Love and Levert. So that's good that we kind of have that news here night before um the matchup isn't the best like this is a game where you have cleveland who ranks third in defensive rating and milwaukee who ranks first um in defensive rating cleveland 29th in pace milwaukee plays a little bit faster at 14th but i mean from a defensive perspective and like a pace perspective it's really tough to pay these prices for these guys am i missing something here on cleveland you can play darius garland on FanDuel where he's 8500 if you're MMEing, uh, Donovan Mitchell Evan, and uh, maybe even not Evan Mobley, but Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen stay in the pool for me. Um, maybe Evan Mobley on DK, where he's got that power forward eligibility. Um, on FanDuel, where you get a $400 discount on Jared Allen, I think I would just rather play him. But yeah, it's just really like if you're entering 150 uh, lineup type things for me. Yeah, just, I mean, this whole game for me, like, 
Giannis, his ceiling is massive when he has those like ceiling type of games. But like, this is a dude that scored 36 and 37 points in the last two games, like actual points, and still has not put up 60. And he's 20, he's 12 4. I mean, he's been Uber, getting no defensive stats lately. Yeah, just it's like an Uber defensive game, just in general, uh, or not, or I meant close game in general, because these two teams are just so good. We're going to, we're going to have plenty of uh, defense in this game. And I think the game stays very competitive i think like my yeah just i mean if it wasn't a 13 game slate i think i'd be talking maybe brooke lopez but he's 6600 now i think i'm just out on this game maybe drew holiday at 7800 is the answer drew holiday is the most appealing play in this game yeah i mean this whole game though i might just fade this game and watch it because i mean it's going to be a great game to watch Brooklyn at Indiana taking on the Pacers, 235 and a half total. It's like we have these games with 230, 235, 229. And that's just why that like Cleveland Milwaukee game at like 216 is just not as appealing to me. And uh, it's Brooklyn- also why I think it's important to note that when we're talking about game stacks on a huge slate like this, when with a bunch of different high totals, it's not the 4-3 type of game stacks. It's the 2-1 type of game stacks. Maybe 2-2, two, 3-1 two, three, three, type situations. But on a huge slate like this, it's more of just getting one or two pieces on one side and then another piece on the other side. Um, Brooklyn three-point favorite in this 235.5. Warren out for Brooklyn. Um, Duarte and Tice out for Indiana. Jackson and Nemhard, um questionable year still going to the brooklyn side of things i mean i keep saying it like i'm gonna keep pounding this drum durant's 11-1 and with Kyrie and ben simmons here both healthy playing minutes it's just it's impossible for me to pay 11-2 for durant if he like has that game and he beats me he beats me but my favorite play again continues to be ben simmons for brooklyn um we saw him on the second end of a back-to-back the other night not have as good of game, but still played really solid. Um, I mean, he's just 7,200. It's just too cheap for the role that he's playing, getting these, you know, 32 plus minute games. Ben Simmons is a great play. He's the only person I'd be considering if I was doing like a one to five lineup situation. If I'm running a lot, I would, similar to, uh, I can't even remember who it was in that other game that we were just talking about, Jaron Jackson Jr just wanting to get there a little bit early. That's similar to how I feel about Kyrie Irving. Nobody's going to be playing him. I'll get to him a little bit in tournaments, but for the most part, this is a tale of two sites. On DraftKings, Simmons is the only one that's a high-level target. And then on FanDuel, Kyrie Irving at 8,600, be more inclined to play him there. I'm not interested in Simmons over there. But uh, Kevin Durant, I think, is a lot more at play at 10-5. I'm going to throw one more name out there. I think Claxton for tournaments is interesting. Indiana tends to play kind of big. Um, I think this could be a game that Claxton plays 30 plus minutes and he has that double, double upside at 5,200. So I think he's just potentially in play um, depending on how the slate kind of breaks out. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play. Cause I don't think a lot of people are going to get there. There's risk with potential foul trouble, but uh, I think he's a great play. Cause like you said, Indy plays big. But um, Miles Turner also could just block 30 shots tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is a – I was going to say, Miles Turner has a ton of upside in this game at 7,400. His minutes have kind of stabilized now. Um, 
I think he's he's the guy that I'm looking at. Halliburton at 9,400 is just expensive. I'm going to continue to take his over 10.5 assist prop every time that Sleeper and Underdog and all these like fantasy prop sites give it to us. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Halliburton's definitely still in play because he's got that 60-point upside. Anybody like that, you've got to consider in tournaments regardless of their price. Um but it's uh, Miles Turner who was my favorite play uh, in this one. 7,700 on FanDuel, I just love because you get that steal and block upside with him. With no Damanis Sabonis kind of for a full season here, we're, get, we're seeing Miles Turner getting 30-plus minutes every game as long as he doesn't get into foul trouble. And when he does that, he's got 60-plus point upside with his ability to score, rebound, and especially block shots. So... He's probably my favorite uh, play in this game, and I like him especially on FanDuel. I know we keep saying the word game stack, but Atlanta at Houston, 237 total. Atlanta, seven and a half point favorite. They have the highest implied team total um, here on the night before podcast. I think, yeah, it's like half a point higher than Boston from what I remember. Um, on the Atlanta side, Bogdanovich is out. On the Houston side, uh, Sin Gun is doubtful. Tate is out. Fernando is questionable. We'll start here with the Atlanta side of this game. Trey Young's 10K. Um, this is a spot Trey Young could go for 60 plus. Went for 50 fantasy points against this team earlier this year. Um, shot one for nine from three point range in that game. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? There were three games I pinpointed before we started as just games I loved. And the first one was obviously the new Orleans game that we talked about. Whoa, my cat just jumped out of nowhere. And this one is the second one. It scared the crap out of me. He landed on my uh, Steve Nash autograph ball. I I thought it was going to drop. But uh, Trey young and DeJounte Murray are both very interesting in tournaments. You got the price. uh, You got the price uh, discount on, DeJounte Murray over on DraftKings, whereas on FanDuel, you get his steal upside. Trey Young, it's a lofty 10K price tag, but a three-point shooter like him on DraftKings is just such an appealing play. On on the Atlanta side, I think those are really the only two players I'm interested in. Um, Maybe a little bit of Clint Capella if I'm playing a lot of lineups, but that would be about it. If we don't get a ton of value opening up, which, I mean, it's... It's a 13-game slate. A.J. Griffin has kind of been in this role of playing like 25 to 30 minutes. If you got like that 30-minute shoot-the-ball-well game um, at 4K, somewhat interesting there. I will say Hunter is someone in large field tournaments. This dude, when he gets six or seven three-pointers up, I mean, he's going to get double-digit shot attempts up most nights. Um, This is an amazing spot. This Houston team is terrible at defending the three. I think DeAndre Hunter at 5,300. He's someone that can go 7x in this spot. So um, just wanted to throw his, his name out there. Best game this season was last game where he had 33.5 fantasy points. I just don't know if we really have a ceiling on DeAndre Hunter for a slate this big. I mean, he's gone over 28 and three of the last four at 5,300 on DK. Yeah, but I don't know if that's good enough on the, on a slate this big. I mean, seven X never sucks, um, but like it's like said, if he fits if he fits as a last piece, yeah. 
if he fits as a last piece, like I don't think you have to adjust your lineup by any means. But I, I he's not somebody that I'd I'd uh, want to target in this one. I kind of feel like him and Griffin sort of cancel each other out right now. Just they'll each play like Hunter will play more minutes, but Griffin can't play a ton while her, while Hunter is in there. Um, and so uh, I just. Mm, I, I, for me, it's just the two studs. I want to get value on this Houston side, and I'm looking at the two studs and Trey Young and, and DeJounte Murray. Belichick's about to have a heart attack, dude. Um, they just had a running into the kicker call um, like after stopping Minnesota, and Belichick like looked like he was going to have a heart attack on the sideline. Um, the, Houston, the Houston side of this game, Kevin Porter Jr., he's – you know, he's been balling out here the last couple games. This is what we saw towards the end of last season. Um, I mean, Jalen Green banged up, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. I think Sengun is expected to miss the game, which potentially brings in like Jabari Smith Jr. getting 35 minutes here. Um, I, it's just really figuring out like, if Fernando misses too, is it going to be like KJ Martin, you know, getting if the Fernando minute? misses and Shangun's going to be out like we're expecting. But if Fernando is indeed out as well, he participated fully in practice. So I'm expecting him play. to be back. Yeah. But if by some odd chance he doesn't, I think you put Usman Garuba in every single lineup you play tonight, no matter how many you play. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I really think this spot is interesting um, for Jabari Smith Jr. He's already getting the minutes. I think the, like the rebound upside goes up a little bit as well. Um, the block upside's already there. He's fifty four hundred, and I mean, I could see him getting thirty five. So here we are, both uh, fifty four hundred plays in this game, um, needing their ceiling games to get there. But I think they're both interesting plays. Yeah, I think there's. I think Jabari Smith Jr. is interesting. I think uh, KJ Martin is. Fernando is. Terry Eason, I think, is very interesting as well, as well as Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Like this is the type of situation where I'd, I'd set a, a a rule in lineup HQ that if I played Dejounte Murray or Trey Young, I'd get I'd want to get one to two of these players in any Dejounte Murray or Trey Young lineup. Um, and just hope that that's enough to kind of get me overweight on each of them. Cause I don't know which one's going to go off, but some of them will. Justin Jefferson is good at football. Yes. Just saying. He's really good at football. Um, all right. Cruising along here. We got the Lakers at San Antonio facing the Spurs Two twenty-eight total in this game. The Lakers, a five and a half point favorite. Um, Oh, Thielen touchdown. Um, Sorry, Beverly is out for the Lakers. He's, I think, is suspended. And then LeBron James is questionable. Anthony Davis is probable. Um, is it, yeah, suspended three games uh, for pushing Aiton. And then on the San Antonio side, Collins, McDermott are questionable, and Richardson is doubtful. Let's we'll start here with the Lakers. Um, I mean, if LeBron sits, I'm going to continue to bound the, like pound the drum of like. Anthony Davis upside is just insane without LeBron James and they're getting a bottom defense. I mean, San Antonio is the worst defense in the league this season. So I think Anthony Davis, if LeBron sits is one of, if not the best play on the slate, 
Um, after that, though, I mean, no Beverly. We could potentially see Lonnie Walker and Reeves play a little bit more point guard, or we could see, like, do they give Dennis Schroeder the point guard minutes? Um, what are your thoughts here on the Lakers? So I'm, I'm treating LeBron as kind of probable for this one just based on he said he thought he was going to play Friday. Now, that doesn't always mean anything, especially because he said it on a Tuesday. Who knows how he's going to feel on a Friday? Um, but if he plays, I honestly don't really have any interest in this team. Just right. a few too many bodies. Um, the player I would be most interested in if LeBron James does play is Thomas Bryant. If he gets 20 plus minutes, he could 10x his salary. And so this could be an ugly game. This could be some garbage time situation popping up in this one. Um, Jakob Pertl is a big body. And so he could just see some extra minutes anyways. Um, If LeBron's in, Thomas Bryant is my favorite play. And if LeBron's out, I agree with you. Anthony Davis is one of the top plays on the slate. He would be my top spend up on the entire slate. I'd have some interest in Russell Westbrook, a little bit of interest in Lonnie Walker, and maybe even some Dennis Schroeder interest. But uh, that's like that's about it. It'd be it'd be dependent on LeBron being out, and I think he's going to be in. If LeBron plays, I think I'm just going to pass. Um, yeah. In in general, um, I don't know what the like role looks like for like Austin Reeves if LeBron is back too. I mean, his usage should go down. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just probably not getting there on the Lakers if LeBron plays. Like I said, if LeBron sits, I have interest in Reeves and I have interest in Davis. Um, The San Antonio side of this game, I mean, this has been one of the hardest teams this season to figure out, um, just in general. Like, I mean, you have a 228 and a half total here. Like, oh, I want to, I think I want to get some exposure. I think it'd be Vassal and Podal for me. Lonnie Walker going back to San Antonio. I didn't even think about that narrative, but um, anyway, he, they just played San Antonio and did nothing. So, uh, what if your thoughts? What are your thoughts here on San Antonio? Don't have a ton of interest in Pirtle, but he does have upside and has burned me from fading him before. Um, Devin Vassell is always a good tournament play on a hundred percent of slates, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean the problem really at the end of the day is you're using a center spot on a 13 game slate for a guy that I know he has like a 50 plus point game this season. I think it was like 56 or 57. I have him in the Roto grinder season long league. What up? Um, but all joking aside I need like, into that, by the way, next what's that? Year I need in, I need into that next year. Uh, it's fun. Um, we've been doing it for years and years and years. My, I'm usually terrible at basketball and um, do well in, in baseball. Anyway, um, I just, I mean, Vassal and Poto, really it for me. I just, their minutes are so spread out and it's so hard to figure out just in general, this team. Um, I, I really just don't think I'm taking a ton of shots here on a 13 game slate. No, me neither. Detroit at Phoenix. I mean, this game is super interesting. Um, anyway, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one. As a two twenty six and a half total, Phoenix is a twelve point favorite. Bay Cunningham out, Stewart out, Ivy and Hayes questionable. This is this is really interesting if you think about it. And then Crowder, Johnson, uh, CP, and Shamit out. Let's go to the Detroit side. 
if one of Ivy and or Hayes sits, the other one is fantastic. Burks is really interesting in that aspect. I mean, even if the game doesn't stay close, like these guys are going to get the minutes. Kevin Knox has been playing really solid minutes with these guys out. Like Kevin Knox from the dead. Um, he, he's back. He's back. Bagley's like cheap enough at 4,500. It's just, gosh, I don't want to play a ton of Detroit here, but I want to play a ton of Detroit here. It's weird. I would love for Chris Paul to be back and me to just X this game out He's of out. the slate. He already ruled but it. I can't. Paul's out. Detroit has all these Q guys. If Detroit's all these players are in, they're an easy X. But if all of a sudden they're out, like, the playing Ivy, if Hayes is out, y- yes, it's a good numbers play, but it does scare the crap out of me because it'll just be bridges on in this game. And I think that's going to go dangerously. Hayes is cheap enough that it could be big. But if all of a sudden they're both out, that's when just all of a sudden we have to look for some major, major value. Hamadou Diallo is also questionable. Now, if he plays and both of those guys are out, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. If he's out too, like you have to play Corey Joseph, I guess, even though it's Corey freaking Joseph. And so Detroit is going to be a very annoying, annoying team for me because I don't want to play any of these guys, but I might end up having to. My favorite play of the group should be Alec Burke, Alec Burks, but like he's been missing time for conditioning. That was, I, I guess, on earlier in the week, and and he's been limited, and that was a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and now we're at a uh, at a Friday, so maybe he's in better shape now. But he probably ate a bunch of turkey, and so who knows if he can play more than like twenty five minutes. Alec Burks plays. If Alec Burke plays thirty five minutes, he's probably one of the best point per dollar plays on the slate. So. This is going to be an annoying, annoying team to try and project. Just telling you right now, um, Kevin Knox is going to make a, a an appearance later in the morning grind game. So throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Phoenix side of this game, kind of know what we're looking at. No Chris Paul, um, no Cam Johnson. Devin Booker is 9,900 against Detroit. Like he is someone that, I mean, he can put up monster games in close games. I worry about this game staying close hate projecting blowouts um, in NBA. What are your thoughts here on Phoenix? I like Cameron Payne. Um, He's probably my favorite play in this game. Booker's been priced up to the point that I don't really know if I can get to him all that much. Like if you're running 150, you keep him in the lineup. Uh, You keep him in there for sure. But Payne would be my favorite especially on FanDuel where he's a little bit cheaper, but that's about it here for me. Troy Craig is finally priced up. He's at 5,100. It was nice when we were getting him at 4345. Um, his minutes seem solid with Cam Johnson um, out. It just I don't know if I could pay 5,100 for him on this big of slate. Utah at Golden State, 237 and a half total here. The Warriors, a seven-point favorite. Conley and Gay out, Iggy out for Golden State. Is this is this a stackable game? It seems like a stackable game. I mean, there's a ton of pieces on both sides that have a huge ceiling. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Jazz? Game number three. That was in the I top three potential game, game spots. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love this uh, spot because we still got Mike Conley out for this one. And so on the jazz side of things, we got Jordan Clarkson as one of the top plays on the slate. Um, and just so many guards that you can get to in this game. Malik Beasley, Taylor Horton, Tucker, where Malik Beasley is still below 5K and, and on DraftKings, like Colin Sexton, 4-6. You get Sexton in the starting lineup again, playing 30-plus minutes. He played 35 last game. Like, that's one of the best plays on the slate. And so I love this, all of these plays on uh, Utah. I like Sexton, Beasley, and Horton Tucker for values. I like Olenek and Vanderbilt. I like Clarkson and Markinen. Every single one of these guys. And then on the Golden State side, Stephen Curry has been showing lately he has as high of a ceiling, as high of a ceiling as anybody in the NBA. And so I love him for tournaments today. Big Hurt 828. I had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for hanging out. Um, hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. Um, the Golden State side, man, like Curry, he's showing us that like <laughs> He doesn't care. He's going to chuck 15 threes a night. Um, as I he mean, should. Yeah, I mean, as he should. Like, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I think Curry is definitely interesting. But outside of him, I mean, Clay is 58. When he gets hot, he can break a slate. But Draymond is, I feel like he's priced where he should be. Um, with some of these guys back, I don't think you can really go back down to these, like, really cheap plays. Looney doesn't play enough minutes most nights. Uh, I mean, it's just clay. And I, I think Curry really just trying to chase that like lights out shooting night for, you know, high upside. Yeah, I agree with you completely. It's Curry on both sides and clay, especially on DraftKings where he's cheaper and you get the three point bonus. All right. Last game cruising on here through this monster monster slate Denver at LA taking on the Clippers 221 total Denver a three-point favorite green and Bones Highland out Bones Highland's an illness I wouldn't be shocked if we see him get like upgraded to questionable throughout the day um but we'll see Michael Porter Jr. is questionable as well and then on the Clippers side uh George Kawhi and Kennard remain outs let's start with Denver um Jokic 11-4, Murray 7K. These Some of these guys priced up for when those guys were outs. Um, any interest here in Denver? Just Jokic. That's it. Jokic is a great play. Um, he's going to be tough to get to. He's expensive, but probably not that tough because we got the value. More so just because there's going to be a lot of centers we want to play. But Jokic is a phenomenal tournament play, and I don't want to play anybody else. I'll say Bo with Bones Highland unlikely to play you could potentially take a shot on bruce brown it's just he's 5900 i don't know he's if I to yeah like yeah. he's priced for uh jamal murray to also be out and like he smashes when he's the only point guard but like i i shouldn't i i was maybe a bit too hasty with just Jokic. like somebody like an aaron gordon if mpj is out and you can if mpj is out i think maybe you can look at aaron gordon and um and uh caldwell pope but like the Clippers are one of the best defenses in the league and they play super slow. They sh like, we don't know if they're going to have George or Kawhi. And if they don't, it's probably going to be a blowout. If they do, they're better defense defensively. So I like this 
sorry, we know they're not going to have Paul George, but we don't know for sure. Oh, no, we do have Kawhi's out too. George and Kawhi are out. Yeah, they just have the Q tags on DraftKings. My apology. So, like, Marcus Morris, like, so on Denver, it, it does make me worried about the blowout. And then on the Clippers, these guys are cheap enough that I do still have interest in Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell. I mean, hell, if it, sorry, uh, yeah, no, that's not that bad of a word. I can say that. Um, if Amir Coffey starts again, he played 36 minutes last game, so he'll probably be my favorite play on this team. Yeah, uh, Marcus Morris, um, 28 minutes the other night in a game that didn't really stay that close against Golden State. You obviously worry about this game staying close, like you mentioned. Um, Jackson and, and Wall's minutes are kind of all over the place. Um, Norman Powell, 4,700 is just too cheap for him. I mean, he's not a huge ceiling guy, but he at 4,700, he can go for 30 to 40 fantasy points here. So he's just he's just too cheap, um, you know, with these guys out. So, I mean, the Clippers obviously offer some really solid value here with these guys out. And it just doesn't seem like we, we've had a lot of places where guys have been caught up in pricing and stuff, but the Clippers just seem to remain like priced up. I don't know. Maybe it was the game not getting close the other night. And, but, yeah, this is an interesting spot for sure. Right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use DK pricing and scoring to play the morning grind game. Favorite play under 5,000 to go 7X. Who do you got? Let's go Colin Sexton. I like it. I'm going right back to the game. We just got done talking about Norman Powell. Um, I wrote that down before we talked about it, before the slate. We even started breaking down the slate. Just saying. Um, over 8k to go under 5x. Who is your bust today? Let's go, Kevin Durant. Yeah, you took my guy. I knew you were gonna take my guy. That is the right play, in my opinion. Um, I, I just I, I can't do it. I, I mean, I'm gonna go with Paulo Banchero from Orlando. It was an ankle, he is young, and I get it. I just I don't know if they bring him back and play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes here. I think they are very, very careful with this guy. They're not playing for anything this year. So I'm going to go Paulo. If he plays 35 minutes, I'm eating my words. But um, I'm going to go Paulo here. Favorite 6X play on the slate. Who do you got that you like to go 6X today? Jose Alvarado. I like it. I like it. Um I don't want to. I was gonna. I was gonna say the same thing, really. Um, not Alvarado, but I was gonna say Graham. I'll go Devonte Graham. I it just he is he is just a fantastic play today. If if Graham doesn't go six x, I will be shocked. Shocked. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who is your let's get weird GPP play of the day? So before I hit on that, there's something I want to touch on quick, just realizing now that because it was Thanksgiving and there was no NBA on Thursday, the projections have already started in on lineup HQ. And this is obviously subject to a lot of change throughout the day. Um, but based on this, with them projecting Michael Porter Jr. currently out, I, f- uh, I think we kind of undersold Denver a little bit. Now, if they're going to be chalky, I think that is – a very interesting team to get away from for tournaments and in a slow game environment against against the Clippers with some blowout risk. But uh, we're currently projecting 
Nikola Jokic is the highest scorer on the slate uh, and the fourth highest RG value on DraftKings. Devon Reed, the sixth highest RG value on DraftKings. And Aaron Gordon, the seventh. Bruce Brown, the eighth. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, though. Porter is just questionable. It was like a, a bruised heel. I think, yeah, I think this is something that's going to get heavily adjusted because it looks like they don't have Jamal Murray in yet either. So they're basing it just based on last game for now. So this is something that's going to get heavily uh, adjusted. So ignore me, but they're potentially a bit better of plays than uh, we may have originally thought, especially if we get these guys out. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Zion Williamson not weird but i'll allow it um he, he's never highly owned yeah i mean that's true and his minutes probably scare some people off so i'm gonna go kevin knox i kind of already hinted at this um i'm hoping for 20 25 plus minutes from kevin knox i think it's possible in this game and like he doesn't come off the floor if this game um is a blowout too so uh kevin knox at 3600 my let's get weird gpp play of the day um any bets standing out to you here night before not in particular yet other than maybe i feel like there was a one game in particular that we uh this new orleans uh pelicans game i'd want to maybe look at some player props the night before see what i can get i don't have prize picks or anything like that pulled up here but that game really stands out for me to me as one that's going maybe a little under projected and just we're going to have a lot of players stepping into some big minutes and big roles here. So um, I'm going to say maybe some player pop props in that uh, Pelicans game. Um, I mean, just to kind of follow up on that for the morning grind game on sleeper today, promo code grinders, get that deposit bonus and get in the rotor grinder squad. I have a three pick for sleeper for the morning grind game today. I'm going over 28 and a half points for Steph Curry going over 16 and a half points for triple J. And I'm going to stay in that same game and go over 29 and a half points for John Morant. I'm going to do a classic or no, we're going to do all in all in um, all in play here for the morning grind game. And uh, hopefully we can hit that 6X and end the week on a positive note. TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Your mic is muted. The dogs were barking, and so I uh, tried to... I muted just before they barked, and so I did the professional move, move, and then the ADHD kicked in, and I wasn't able to remember to unmute it. Um one bet that stands out to me that I kind of like that I just uh, saw in prize picks, it's over one and a half threes for Kevin Durant. We don't like him in DFS, but I do like that number from a prop value. And other than that, this is going to be a slate where we need to keep our finger on the pulse. There's going to be a lot of late news. It's going to be important to late swap. And so uh, make sure you are sticking to the news and stay tuned for crunch time because I will be back breaking all that late news down right before lock. Again, don't make the rookie mistake of putting one of your early players in like a utility guard forward spot. Um, you make sure your lineup construction is, I mean, just from a roster perspective, the right way. A um, lot of news here, a lot of uh, spread out time. 
appreciate everyone hanging out um, in the YouTube chat. Appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast each and every day. We'll be back Monday talking hoops. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll see you then.